You are now tuned into Thoughts to Myself. Thoughts to Myself Live. With your host, Pound So Wavy. I'd go, I'd go, I'd go, I'd go. Sister and brethren, family and friends, new and old, welcome back. I ain't gonna lie to you, I record this pod three times this morning. I record this pod twice this afternoon. And every time I record this pod, something happened where... I don't know if it's a sign saying this pod shouldn't come out. But I still feel entitled to give you guys something. Um, Let's get straight into it. I'll start podding about life and culture and sex and all that other stuff as I used to speak about. After I get through this uh, four-part series, this being one, where I break down the four vices of my journey. All right? That's my goal before I get back into potting for real. I want to tell this story of how this journey is going and how it started and what caused it. You see what I'm saying? And so the four parts will break down into... This one being drugs, the next one being women, I guess women and sex, the third one being money, and the fourth being friends. I don't know the order that it will go in, but this is me starting the process of telling my journey as it's happening. You see what I'm saying? Because I feel as though, you know, I owe it to those who need to hear it because it may inspire somebody, you know? I didn't record last week because my grandmother had passed and I ain't gonna lie, I was very shaken up. But my whole thought was that I didn't want to rush the grieving process by just coming and saying anything to you all. And it was like, take time to really reflect on what happened. Crazy enough, within maybe three days, I was working again, posting and all through social media. So I didn't even get a real chance to grieve. But... What I'll say is, on this journey, because I accept things easier now, it's easier for me to get over it, per se. Not saying that but the first day I was in this, like, tearing up and I couldn't stop. But after that, it was like, you know what? Life still goes on at the end of the day, so you have to keep on moving. And so with that said, salute to my Grammy, Eula Edgecombe, uh, truly a pillar of the Andrews community. Probably like one of the biggest figureheads, uh, patriarchs, or oh, that's matriarch, matriarchs of the island. So salute to her, credit to her. Like she was a great woman. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, but in hindsight, like in hindsight, we didn't like McGrammy because McGrammy used to like make us do work on the island. Like four thirty-five in the morning, she called me and my cousins, Drake, Shellet, Sidio. Go outside, pick the mangoes, go feed the crabs, all that, you know what you're saying, like, all that, so, but in hindsight, you know what you're saying, like, you learn responsibility, you learn accountability from these things that you didn't appreciate then, but anyway, let me get straight to it, um, I often ask God why me, like, don't get me wrong, this whole journey is not easy, like, this is not easy at all, it's new to me, it's challenging, but it's rewarding because you can do things you didn't think you could do before. You see what I'm saying? But I often would ask God, why me? Like, I was living life. Life was good. Like, I was getting money. I was getting bitches. 
Stop cursing. Stop cursing. I just curse too much. Anyway, work through me, Lord. That's what they got to say now, you see? But I was getting money, you know what I'm saying? I was getting women. I could get anything I wanted to do. If I went to party and buy bottles in the party and champagne like that, we could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my life. But so I often ask, I often ask God, like, why? Like, why? Why you instruct me to tell my story as it's happening? And God was like, you know why, Jerik. You know why. And I was like, I do know why, but I don't want to believe that's why, you know? But the answer really and truly was, was the fact that I have two traits when combined together. It ain't that you can't lose, but it's like these two traits together I have, I hate because I can't look past things as I once did, you know? These two traits are understanding and compassion. Not saying that everybody doesn't have these two traits, but people often have one and not the other. You see what I'm saying? They can feel bad for what they did, but not understand what they did or what caused the, the reaction. You see what I'm saying? Or they can understand your stance, but feel no empathy or sympathy towards the situation. I somehow have both. And so even when I'm wronged, I can understand someone's point of view and then empathize and sympathize with them to the point where I have to, I have to like let go of whatever animosity or hurt I may feel towards that person because I understand. And that was the main two traits God was like, that's why you have to tell your story because you got people who did you wrong, who you stuck by. You got people who you need to correct or help them justify their lives as, as, as it is because they're on the wrong path, A, B, C, and D. Now, don't get me wrong, but I ain't better than nobody. I ain't trying to be better than nobody. I don't care to be, actually. I, I'm so confident in myself where I don't watch nobody else seeing. Like, I really don't. I don't, even, I don't even watch stories and videos and like that. Like, it's very rare that I do. You see what I'm saying? But God was like, yeah, you have the ability to speak to these people because you have been on so much different sides of defense. Like, I've spent time being so much different people, whether that be a scammer, a dealer, a player, a hoe, a simp, uh, the aggressor, the submitter. Like, whatever it is, I have spent so much time in my life doing so much different things where I can speak to everything people do. I do not know how or why, but I could, you know? And so that plus like the gift of words and communication, you know, like people, people take to me. I don't know why, you know, in the same breath that I can heal, I can cut and shred. And I often use that for worse and not on purpose. Like once I feel slighted, I would go in and tell people about the ass. You see what I'm saying? Stop cursing. But, um. It was God saying, but you have the experience to speak. And what happens is, is that I on offense because half my friends in the streets, bro, like they in the streets. I have a quarter of my friends who lost. 
and have a quarter who's successful. Everyone, everyone in their own lanes, and that's fair and fine, but for me it was like, okay, where I am now, for me to fully move forward, I have to, one, let go of my past for my progression in the future. You should really practice progress over pride, you know? And so one of the things that led me to this whole situation was letting go of my pride and my ego, you know? You know how my journey started really and truly? Like, granted, like, before, like, I was just, like, watching my tour, ABC and D, but I wasn't really taking heed. Like, I was still smoking, drinking, ABC and D, all the shit that you know. But it was one day I was playing 2K. Like, this is the smallest thing that could happen, but, like, it changed my life, you know? I was playing 2K Pro-Am with my brethren, and they had the game on Twitch. And long story short, my dog was like, boy, Pounds, boy, you dead, but you need to sell your Xbox. And I was so offended because I was like, bro, you know who I is. You know my name in 2K. You know I was one of the best players on the island. Was one of, was past tense. You know who I is, bro. Everyone know me in 2K. From Tampa to Atlanta to South Florida to Nassau to Abaco, Andres, Exuma, wherever. Niggas know if they want to have stripes in 2K, they got to play me. And often they lose. Straight up. See what I'm saying? But my other brethren was like, boy, you can't hold, you can't hold, on, hold on to that forever. And I was like, boy, damn. And I ain't gonna lie, but I was offended till I was like, boy, why that hit me so much? And he was right, but you can't hold on to your past forever. The saddest stories come from those who once had the glory. You see what I'm saying? And what's crazy about it is, my past is my past, but I guess to a certain extent, I wanted to be congratulated for it. If that makes sense. But in knowing who I was today and who I am now, it was like, bro, for what reason do you care about your past? And that sparked the whole change in saying, bro, you have to change everything. If you aren't the person from your past, you got to be who you are now and be accepted and appreciated for that now. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's why God was like, hey, that's why you tell your story now. Because you have so much to say that may help somebody else out. And shout out to my dog Ralph. Ralph, Ralph this morning was like, bro, you have to you have to still put your content out even though you don't want to or feel so at times because it may inspire somebody, you know? Like that's my whole thing. If I could reach one person and teach that one person, my job is done, my job is good, it's over and done with good stuff, you know? So one of the things that I realized that hindered me from making full progress was really taking accountability for my past, all right? What happens is, is that most things we do in dark comes to light eventually. Every seed you sow eventually reaps fruit and it comes to fruition. Whether it be good or bad, you see what I'm saying? And so, there was a point in my life where I was not accountable for the things that I did. You see what I'm saying? Drugs was something that people did not know. People didn't really know that I was into, per se, because I never put it out there. I never wanted clout from the things I was doing to get money because it was like, for what reason, why? I never understood how 
you could sit around with your brethren, right? And we could smoke and drink and watch gangster movies all day. You know what I'm saying? Mob movies, A, B, C, and D. And you understand that loose lips sing ships. Yet, you would still go out and put on Instagram how you get money and so on. And boy, if that's your to do, so be it. That's cool. I ain't watching that. I ain't judging nobody. You know what I'm saying? But I understood from a long time ago, like, hey, if you want to move, like the gangsters move, but you can't let everybody know your moves. You cannot. You cannot, you know? Um, a week and a half ago, I was talking to my brother, you know, um, my frat brother, but my brother, you know? I was telling him, bro, I saw you because my frat brother at the time was also my RA in college. And let me just say, me and my brethren took full advantage of that. Full advantage. We trapped out that dorm room for a whole, maybe a whole year. Shout out to Luigi. We meet Luigi uh, maybe on a Tuesday. Luigi comes to us in the car. We, Luigi was like, hey, man, I'm your, I'm your new roommate. You know? Ah, oh, cool, brother. Sit down, but you're eating, you're eating cool. Ice pounds. This KG, this Ralph, you know what he's saying? Whatever, whatever. And he was like, yeah, man, so what do you guys do? At the time, you know, being in school, you know what he's saying? We, did we pledge already or, or were we out already? Anyway, I can't remember. But he's like, boy, he's played 2K, we smoke, we chill, you know what he's saying? We party, whatever, whatever. Like, what do you guys smoke? You say, boy, what? Long story short, by the next day, Luigi ended up bringing a whole two pounds, fresh kush. And like, so like, we trap out that apartment room for a whole semester or two where even the plus came to us. Yo, you got any more? This is now you need, you know what you're saying? And so, I ain't saying it for clout, but I need people to understand, like, bro, the change in me now stems from the things I did in the past. Because you can't do these things forever, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I have so much stories about drugs and the whole game, quote-unquote, from carrying bridges to the actual plug and saying, bro, I, I done with this. Here's the plug, you know what I'm saying? And then niggas would charge you top dollar when you know the actual price. You see what I'm saying? And you be like, hold on, I your brethren, I put you... But it's so much different stories. So, like I say, I ain't saying it for clout, but for me to really convey to people who need to hear it, I got to be fully real and transparent, you know? And God was like, my biggest fear always was that you would be persecuted for your past, you know? And God was like, the things you went through and you did are a part of your testimony. You have to tell these things. Like, it's a part of your mantle. It's a part of your rug. Pick it up and carry it and be proud, you know? And not proud of what you did, but understand who you are now. And, you know, just be proud of it. So long story short, um, fast forward, Luigi died uh, that following year, Christmas, that, that, that hurt us, you know. But um, fast forward four years later, long story short, I had moved to Nova in South Florida. Nova suspended me because they put me in a class. Like, I had a 3.4, a 3.1, then I had a 2.7 one semester on probation. The next semester, I had two classes. They put me in a class that was in Orlando when I lived in South Florida. So I had to cancel the class. 
and I didn't have enough credits to maintain my status as a student. So I was suspended. And I have all the emails saying how I never had an advisor. I emailed my advisor several times. I had I got all the emails and so on. You know, I saying whatever, whatever. But anyway, in this time, I applied back to St. Leo and I got a new visa to go back to St. Leo. Um, I came home, long story short, and I had maybe three visas. One had expired that year. I had the one for Nova and I had my new visa for St. Leo again. Long story short, Border Patrol tried to charge me with trafficking. They said that I was back and forth between South Florida and Orlando and Tampa doing A, B, C, and D. And I'm glad, like I, like I said, bro, everything you do eventually comes back to life. And for me, at the time, I didn't understand it. Like, I was distraught, but in hindsight, but whatever you do comes back to life. It don't matter if you don't get catch or not, it comes back to life. You see what I'm saying? And but I have stories on stories about different things and different things about the game and all this and that, which you would never know, you know. But that's for another day. You know what I'm saying? But understand that I know I ain't just speaking to speak. You see what I'm saying? People don't know that even after that. So my case basically got denied the first time because it was like he he admitted to you know he's saying the use and. Uh, the use of marijuana and that gave them enough evidence to say okay he he was doing a b c and d long story short that case got denied upon per first appeal and then my lawyer basically like threatened to sue like he was like hey it was coerced and it was forced the way how they uh um the way how they executed the interview you know anyway so long story short it wasn't until three years later I got my visa back, all right? Um, my friends don't notice. Maybe two or three friends notice. In 2018, I got locked up again for drugs. I got locked up back home for drugs. Crazy, right? Um, niggas don't notice. You see what I'm saying? Because like I say, I don't brag or tell my stories. I don't go post my mugshot or, you know, ABC and D. Like, that ain't nothing to be bragging about. You see what I'm saying? I get caught. That ain't sorted. You see what I'm saying? It happens. Right? Life happens. Um, but yeah, bro, I get, I get caught. Spend, spend a, uh, a night into the day in jail, Jared. And like, what for me changed the whole landscape of how I operated after that was my Grammy, my Grammy, my mummy, and my two aunties came for me that morning from the, from, from the cell, Jared, from the jail, Jared. We went to the show for breakfast, but. I'm glad, like, my hair was down the whole time. I was like, my dog, like, I know that they're looking at me a certain way. I'm glad. And, like, you know, their faces showed a concern, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what are, like, you have a chance to, you know, make yourself somebody on A, B, C, and D, and you still messing with drugs? Like, let it go, you know? Um... And yeah, like that was my second strike. So I understood from then, bro, three and you out. So my whole thing is, buddy, before I even, despite the things that happened since then, my whole thought was, buddy, the third time it can be pretty. The third time won't be pretty at all. So you know what? To avoid that even happening, prevent it. Prevention is better than cure. Recovery is hard. 
Prevention is better than cure. Practice that, preach that, live that. And you was like you would be so further ahead in life by doing that. But anyway, um Yeah, Dress. So like when I over here now, like, you know, going through this journey right now, as you know. Boy, I am now twenty one days sober. No smoke, no drink. This is the first time in basically 10, 11 years that I went more than a week without substance. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because my whole thing was, okay, in trying to change, what was I doing wrong back then? And what could I do better going forward? Like I said uh, before, you know? And so my whole thought was, wait, if it costs me now, if it costs me, whether it be financially, mentally, or physically, do less of it. You see what I'm saying? If it gains me, do more of it. And so I stopped putting value into substance and fed myself, I guess, knowledge. And God and knowledge, you know what I'm saying? So like now I read a lot of books now, you know what I'm saying? I I watch a lot of doctrines and sermons. I um, practice stoicism, you know. I go through voluntary hardships now, and I understand why, you know, because it's like you have to cut back from what you did and who you were to really get to that next level of your life. You have to. It's a must, you know. Like everyone wants, everyone wants to be a millionaire, right? But people still spend crazily their money. And me understanding wealth, I had to understand, but most millionaires are frugal. They are cheap. They are very reserved. And that's not me, but I understand wealth. I understand the long-term game now. And it's like, but rich only is last a season. That's the honest truth, bro. Rich only lasts a season, bro. So, like, like what happened right now is, like, because trust me, I know. Right now, you hit a lick, you know what I'm saying? Turn your little two into five, 60, you know what I'm saying? Or six, depending on you, you know what I'm saying? Seven, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you're really stingy, whatever, whatever, you know? And then at that point, you say, saying, what? But I got one five to blow right now, but and you buy a pair of shoes, you know what I'm saying, with the five, with the five, you know what I'm saying? You buy some Hennessy. You buy an outfit, you know what I'm saying? You go to the club that same weekend, you know what I'm saying? You smoke at your own supply now. Then what happens is, mother freeze, but the money gone, but I got to do it again. But I always told my brethren them from when we was young. My young, but like, what, 20, 21, I say, but if we getting money, if we put something aside, we could eventually open up a shop or a restaurant. We have chefs, we have marketers, we have businessmen. Let's put it together and cut a movie. You know what I'm saying? But you know niggas. I was niggas too. So I saying, but you know niggas, right? We ain't thinking, we ain't thinking long term. When you get money, but you won't have a good time. You know what I'm saying? You won't have a good time right now. And it was at the point where I was like, wait, I asked God, you know what I'm saying, like one day in prayer, like this year, I was like, God, if right now I start trapping again, right? If I put 10% of my earnings into tithe, is that good or bad? You know, like it's, it was a joke. Cause like, like I said, I speak to God, you know? It was a joke, but God was like, bro, you know the answer to that. 
And I did, you know? I, I know the answer to the question. The question doesn't make sense at all. Like, bro, what, what are you even doing? You know what I'm saying? But I understand how it is to make a dollar. I understand what the easiest way is. My whole thought was, bro, if you could sell anything on the street, you could sell clothes, you could sell food, you could sell, and you could, you could hit. If you understand supply and demand, you could make money in any field you choose. You see what I'm saying? And so my whole thought always was, how do I get my brethren to understand that there's a better way? You see what I'm saying? And so I encourage them, like, boy, I get your money, get your coin. See what I'm saying? And do it however you see. I ain't judging you. I ain't watching you. I salute you. Get your money. You see what I'm saying? But at least put something to the side. At least save here, you know what I'm saying? Or at least try to venture out into different things where there isn't that stress over your head of what can happen next. Because it happens. You see what I'm saying? But I know about the struggle. I know about it. And like that's why I here to try to inspire niggas to say, all right, we could do better. We could do better and we could really, really, really eat. You see what I'm saying? But what happens is that what happens is though, despite me talking, you will never feel the urge to change until life and God humbles you. And trust me, it's gonna happen. Bro, you take it from me. Hove did that. So hopefully, you don't have to go through that. <laughs> That's what Hove said. And in hindsight, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Everything comes to light, boy. And so what happens is, before you hit rock bottom, ask yourself what you're doing and ask yourself how long is it sustainable. And you have the answer right there to all your questions right there. If you can keep it up, going forward with no strings attached, do what you gotta do, you know what I'm saying? But my whole thing is, boy, it's an easier way, it's a better way. Supply and demand is the same thing with any product, you know what I'm saying? And there's money in everything you do. Like There's money in food and clothing, for, for sure, you know what I'm saying? There's money in entertainment. If you could sell a service or a product, you could make money, you know what I'm saying? But that was my main thing, like, Understanding like why me, you know why me? Why me? It's because I spent so much time doing everything, and like this is just one topic. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I could I could speak several several stories about more things that happened. You know what I'm saying? On the road, as a you know what I'm saying as a runner, I could speak to several things. You know what I'm saying? But if I could inspire one person to say, "Boy, all right, I, I hear what he's saying. I understand what he's saying." Let me take heed, my job done. You know, it's funny because, but in trying to stop, right, you know, in trying to, you know, be sober and so on, but when I say all my brethren's them start to hit their lick, and everyone got this and everyone got that. Everyone in my building is smoke, so I, I smell the smoke at everyone's door. I smell it in the vents. And I say, bro, not afraid. Satan really is work hard, but like not to give him props, but like he really is work hard. And so you have to be cognizant and mindful that boy. That nigga working. And if you if you ain't on your game, he you get you slipping. See what I'm saying? So you have to put God first, at least, 
and let everything else fall as it may, you know? Like I say, I ain't no preacher, I ain't no pastor, I ain't no beacon, I ain't no deacon. This, this is me speaking to who needs to hear it, bro, you know? It's a better way, you know? I'm like, boy, like I just, wait, I, don't get me wrong, I still just want to smoke, I still just want to drink, I still just want to do A, B, C, and D. But I understand now, like, bro, like I say, I don't want two strikes, so my third strike could be the best. I was telling my, I tell two people a story, like, maybe like three or four months ago, I had a brethren over here, you know, and he was like, boy, bonds, but I know you was be getting money and so on, but I don't know what you want to do. And I was like, what you have in mind? And then go say, boy, I just got to plug on some crystal meth, boy. What you dealing with? And boy, I stopped my car and I look at him and I say, what the fuck you think this is, bro? Like, I was so offended because I was like, I curse again, sorry about that. I was so offended because I was like, bro, I may appear down bad or hungry for, for, for a lick, but I watch Breaking Bad. No, bro, no. No, you know, but it's like, like I say, once niggas stuck in that mindset, you you can't you can't let that interfere with what you have going on. So what I'm saying, friend or foe, you know, you're saying you can't let it happen, dread. And so yeah, like that was that's my main thing right there. Like you have to eventually put things in the past, bro. Like and leave it there. You know what I'm saying? And so this was basically God saying, like, yo, tell your story as it is. And watch me basically open these doors for you as you go through it, you know? But anyway, that's part one. Thank you for those who listen. Thank you for those who will take heed. Like, share, support the wide for your boy. This part one. I have three more to go. And then from there, we back into the shenanigans you know into the real stuff you know so salute support salute we out